And that's why that country continues to be destabilized by the United States government. Meanwhile, uh, the people of uh, eastern Ohio have been destabilized uh, by the latest uh, train wreck. Uh, and these train wrecks, these toxic wrecks are hap uh, happening all the time. And somebody who knows a, a good deal about how dangerous they are as Eric uh, Coppolino. He is the host of Planet Waves FM. They're in a, a Pacifica affiliate. He's a great science reporter. We're happy to have him uh, and uh, for him to rejoin us today. Again, Eric, welcome back to Flashpoint. Dennis, thank you very much. All right, let's. Uh, now we got the EPA uh, saying that there needs to be. They've been, you know, look how look at it took them a long time, and you've been screaming about this for a while since the crash. But now the EPA is ordering a test for dioxin in East Palestine, but Palestine. But uh, who understands? Will they know where to look? Will they look in the wrong places on purpose so they don't find anything? We've heard a lot, a lot about that in the past. What's going on here? Give us your best take on this. Well, I read the press release that came out about 5 o'clock Eastern time on Thursday announcing the EPA requiring Norfolk Southern to sample for dioxins in East Palestine. So thing one is they're letting the railroad do the – do the sampling. In other words, it's consultants. So that's absurd. But the second, in their subheader of their thing, they tip the hand on the their entire modus operandi, which is that they're going to determine if the contaminants, quote, pose any unacceptable risk to human health, unquote. So what they're saying is there is an acceptable risk to human health. And maybe there's also an unacceptable risk to human health, but they all—they're they're claiming and they're saying that th there will be a level that will—they'll say, "Well, this is not really a big deal," and then they proceed to lay out in a, in very impressive format, basically a a primer on how to cheat in environmental testing. They break down all the steps, and I've I've analyzed this in a in a written article. I'm happy to walk you through how how that is likely to play out. Go for it. Well, first of all, uh, they, they, are, they are not testing in the two places that are the absolute most important places to test, which is the bulk soot from the burn pile. They need a sample at the very heart of the matter to find out exactly what the temperature of this toxic situation is. And what's in there. So they know then what to look for elsewhere. The second thing is they need to be doing wipe just samples. To be clear, to, so, I'm sorry for interrupting. Yeah, just yeah. clear. When you say, you, just to make the point that it's not about them going in there and taking uh, an inch of soil off no. the top. Because that's the soil, the soil they just refilled and covered up the toxins with, right? Yeah. So and it's an old yes. technique of shifting, uh, you know, sort of undermining the search while doing it. Yeah, exactly. But even testing near it in the soil is not going to be that useful. And then testing air, absolutely useless. Testing water, absolutely useless. But then they can say, well, the soil's clean, the water's clean, the air's clean. Well, that doesn't really tell us very much. So what they need to be doing is they need to get the actual soot from the actual fire. I'm would be surprised if someone didn't already take a sample of it, but there needs to be chain of custody. And then the second thing is wipe samples off of rooftops for a mile surrounding the, the fire to get a sense of what blew in what direction and what the levels are in actual levels are in town 
telling us what people were exposed to. They're not doing this. They're talking about sediments and water and air and soil. No, this is a formula to not find the the actual level of contamination. So that's that's now, thing two. Now, just for a moment, I want to work on this phrase with you: chain of custody. Yep. Uh, this is this is an important phrase, and mm -hmm. when it has to do with toxic spills, it's who controls the samples. And if the chain of custody isn't secure and solid in the hands of those who really care to find out what's going on, we've got a big problem. And this problem has been uh, out of control in terms of these kinds of issues. They're, you know, give it over to the train company. Mm. I, I've already interviewed a, you know, I know a former engineer who was a, a, a safety engineer for the train companies. And their job was not to make it safe. Their job was to see how they could uh, just run it up to the line so that they could literally get away with murder. So this chain of custody, who controls the material and who's doing the testing, what you say is just about everything. Yeah. And who's present at this point of sampling? In other words, there's no provision for citizen witnessing of the sampling. To me, if I had a guess, they're going to come in at 3.30 in the morning and cordon the area off with their Norfolk Southern uh, in-house uh, police department and come in like thieves in the night and, and take samples. That, that doesn't wash. There's also no discussion of splits where you take samples in the same place and you send them to two different labs working independently. It sounds to me like that Norfolk Southern is going to use its consultant and uh, attempt to declare it safe. All right. Um, safe, huh? Well, uh, this is a problem. There's no safe level of exposure to dioxin. They, the EPA's own documents in a, in a, in a publication uh, in the early 1990s that stands as high as the entire New York City phone book used to stand, all the white pages and yellow pages for every borough, that's how big this thing was when it came in a box. It was like 25 pounds. All of that talks about the astounding toxicity of dioxin and the fact that there's no level where there is no observed effect on, on human health. So right away, their presumption that it's okay, that there is an acceptable level of exposure is ridiculous based on their own documentation. What do you think about the fact that it took so long, number one, that the, uh, for the EPA to order them to test for dioxin? And uh, n number two, uh, that they would actually trust the train company, again, I'm beating a dead horse here, but this is about a corporation that is major, that, that the major media is heavily invested in. I'm talking about corporate investments in this killer train company. All the networks are heavily invested. So on the one hand, the train company has no desire uh, to get into this. The corporations who invest in the company want the company really to do a lot better, right? So they don't want to do too much investigating uh, of this situation because uh, then their own investments will be questioned. And in fact, they'll lose a lot of money mm -hmm. if somebody tells the truth about the trains. So this is, a, this is a, a corporate problem at a lot of different levels, isn't it? Well, it is. And so too is hiring 
you know, a, a, a custom consultant. There have been numerous cases in history where the EPA, FDA, and other agencies have required uh, companies to, to, you know, hire a, out lab testing to declare their product safe. And based on this fraudulent testing, very frequently fraudulent testing, they're given uh, use authorizations uh, for, for things like pesticides and herbicides, additives and disinfectants that, that are absolutely not safe. And we don't need dioxin testing in East Palestine to know there are many, many sick people, very sick in a 50-mile radius at minimum. I mean, stuff like a quarter of the kids out of school, whole families down for weeks with flu-like symptoms, the whole family and the dogs getting diarrhea and throwing up. I mean, there's a problem there, and we don't need testing to tell us about it. It really is a troubling situation. Uh, this is uh, what you call a bipartisan problem mm. uh, because the corporations own the Democrats and the Republicans in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Fox is just as heavily invested in this corporation as MSNBC, mm-hmm. the, the great enemies. Not when it comes to this corporation mm-hmm. and this train crash killer. So... Um, what uh, we've gone over this before, but I think it's incredibly important. What should be should those all those people be taken out of there now? Should yeah. all the children? Should the schools within that the the framework of those who may be wounded? Should all those schools be closed? Well, what should happen? Well, East Palestine itself needs to be evacuated pending actual studies that show the levels. Not waiting a week, a month, six months while people stew in the contamination, but rather you just like when when the fire alarm goes off in a hotel and everyone's standing out, outside in the parking lot in their bathrobe, we've all had that happen at least once, that's the level of precaution that we need to take. You don't just stay in your room and wait till you find wait till you find out if the hotel's on fire. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um well what what would you be looking for in terms of them doing the right thing? What kinds of uh, structures should be created now? Uh, what kind of um, support should be going to the people? Uh, I guess you need an alternative community uh, to be created. Uh, they they found $100 billion for weapons uh, for Ukraine they probably wouldn't need a hundred billion. Nothing close to take care of this, right? Maybe. No. I, I, I'm not. I'm not an expert at costing out the world's most elaborate trailer park, but they they could just set up the world's most elaborate trailer park, uh, seventy five miles away, and it would not cost that much. Certainly not on the scale of skids of money going to wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and and Ukraine. Um, and and get the people out out of harm's way. Certainly, the ones who want to leave, the school should not be open. Uh, and and where where there is a high rate of sickness and absenteeism from school, they've got to look at that as a sign that something is wrong. And as I said the other night on the program, there, there's several layers of this problem. One is the toxicity of the virgin chemicals as they come out of the factory. The second is their toxicity as they 
um, as they burn and combine for a synergistic effect, right? It's effects that are never studied. And then finally, these very serious degradation byproducts and combustion byproducts, dioxins and furans. There, there is no right way that this has ever been done. And they are very good at making these kind of pl plans. I'll give you another example in a second, but plans that essentially ensure that they can declare it acceptable. They can't ever say that it's safe. They can declare an acceptable risk. So this press release... Exactly what they're doing today. Right? Yeah. And it calls for a background study to, to areas supposedly not affected by this by this toxic spill. So the question is, well, where are they going to sample and how do they know that those areas were not affected? The entire background level is going to be raised by this release. And so what, what they're saying is, well, they're going to try to match the levels in East Palestine against the background level in these surrounding areas, but the surrounding areas are also contaminated. So they're, they're, they're fudging their study right out of the gate by saying that uh, they're going to be making comparison to the background level. It is, it is absolutely ridiculous. This should be taught in school as a way to construct a, a dioxin cover-up. Well, there's a, a traffic jam between my heart and my mind. I can tell you mm -hmm. that the kids, I, I spent a lot of years teaching, and I know the implications of lead poisoning and all kinds of uh, chemistry and what it does to kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, this is going to be a nightmare in the future, and um, I'm not going to let it go. Really appreciate, Eric, that you're on top of this and that you're working uh, on this for Planet Waves FM. Dot FM, yep. Going uh, uh, to give my call letters, Planet uh, Waves dot FM. My new program went up half an hour ago. Um, so it's a, it's planetwaves.fm, and planetwaves.org gets you to my writing. Give that one more time. Planet Waves, like the Bob Dylan album, planetwaves.fm, Pacifica affiliate, yep. and planetwaves.org is where you can find my writing on my Substack. Well, we need one of the things that we need uh, in terms of journalism, even on the left, is one science journalist. There are a couple of good ones, and we appreciate having you to report for our science journalists and then of course to translate what's going on in this world and of course we need business folks to untangle that wicked web uh, so that the people can somehow fight back and reclaim some of the resources i mean it drives me crazy to think that the new b1 nuclear forward bomber oh each each one <laughs> is a billion dollars oh God. billion oh, come, dollars come on enough bomber. Just ordered 30. Enough. Anyway, thank you, right. Eric. A, a pleasure you. to serve, Dennis. Thank you very much for having me. Wonderful. Appreciate it. You're listening to Flashpoints on Pacifica Radio. My name is Dennis Burns, and we're going to go back to our drumbeat reporting. Uh, our team, the Flashpoints team, that is, has been in uh, Indian country. We've been documenting the 50th anniversary.